welcome back, episode four now of the Beards, Bros, and Brews podcast. So welcome to Beards, Bros, and Brews officially with Josh and Tony. It's a podcast of semi-educational, almost informational, but always entertaining as we penetrate to the eardrum. So, Mr. Josh, how are you feeling, sir? Doing well, sir. It's a uh, it's a Wednesday, uh, as we kind of talked about beforehand. It's been kind of crappy weather outside. We've had some insane storms roll through the Brazos Valley today. Um, some of the loudest thunder and lightning. In fact, we got golf size hail um, today and left a dent in Tiffany's car. So, um, but still mm. working at home and, and enjoying um, our time so far. So, how about yourself, sir? Doing okay, man. Doing good over here. Still. Uh... Busy with everything too, working from home. But yeah, we had some. We were talking about it a little bit earlier too. We we do have some storms over here and everything. We have had um, some pretty bad thunderstorms or some like really bad lightning. Lose power for like maybe a minute at the most, and then it comes back. So hopefully everything bodes well for us today. I think yesterday rained a little bit, but today a little bit better. So hopefully we we stay on that good weather throughout the whole podcast for today. Yes, but sir. excited for today. We're at number four now. Um, if you're keeping track at home. Uh, like I am, we're on episode number four now. Um, I remember when when we were at episode zero and people said we'd never make it. Uh, just kidding. Well, we're here. <laughs> yeah. We're here. Yeah, yeah, we're still here despite in spite of everyone. Uh, but yeah, man, excited for number four now. Uh, things have been moving right along. I know it's mm-hmm. it's been some delay here. If you were counting on episode four coming out last week, normally we we try to push it out on Wednesday or Thursday of that week and. We just weren't able to logistically, holistically, psychologically, philosophically, and uh, every other logical word that you can think of. We, we just weren't able to make it happen. Uh, but here's episode four now here for you. Hopefully this will be releasing here within the next day or two. Um, assuming we can get everything in the studio up and running tomorrow. My studio engineer is set to come in tomorrow at 8.01. Um, and if you've been keeping track at home, you know that uh, our studio engineer is myself. So we should be able to get it uh, posted and everything tomorrow for y'all so this will be this will be a juicy one i think we were talking about it before this has been highly anticipated um and highly coveted by most uh episode and everything this is where we get into a little bit deeper those little green men or gray men depending on what type of uh, theorist you may be uh well yeah yeah why do they ha- why do they have to be men tony <laughs> oh you're right you're right I, I did, I did <laughs> why do we got to be gender specific here i did just assign gender you are correct yes they they may be fluid uh i don't know uh, they may be non-binary who knows but yes these uh lovable little uh, creatures if we want to call them uh, that, that are anything the of the extraterrestrial kind aliens uh, yeah yeah so we we do want to delve a little bit deeper into this one it's a topic that i think uh, both josh and i uh, i mean independent of each other and everything both have our own different theories and both have our own different evidence to bring to the table so i'm gonna open up the floor to you josh but i'm gonna get sit back and get comfortable here while you do this oh, here we go <laughs> oh nice yeah. he's got his uh, brew ready oddly satisfying that was that was a beautiful sound that was very beautiful and if you missed um, it and if that was too loud at home i'm sorry but it was i, <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it yes <laughs> it was beautiful and hopefully everyone at home listening today can crack open their brew whether it's tea coffee or beer whatever you got going for you hope you all are enjoying yourselves um, listen to the podcast and yeah we're about to get into it it's we wanted to address ufos or aliens and or anything to the supernatural it doesn't have to be um, that specifically but just kind of give our thoughts on what we think about those creatures those things in the sky so for me tony 
Um, I, uh, I in the past have leaned towards that saying no, like aliens don't exist. Really, it's not a thing. It's a hoax. Um, they're not you real. Just upset a lot of our listeners. <laughs> well, well, see, that was in the past. I said that was in the past, okay, okay. and more and more recently, mm-hmm. I feel like there's at least definitely the possibility that they could be real. So okay. I'm not I'm not counting them out officially 100 percent like I was in the past. Now I, I definitely think there's a possibility. As crazy as it sounds, mm-hmm. um, I just think that there's a lot that we don't know, not only about the world but the universe in general. Yeah. Um, about space, mm-hmm. about <laughs> everything, and it would be, um, it would not behoove us if <laughs> oh, <here we> <laughs> it would not behoove us if we totally counted them out of the situation. Because we have no idea what's out there in the universe, in the world, and, and there's just so much that we can learn. And I think that there is a high possibility that they exist. And not only that they exist, that they make contact with us mm-hmm. and or have encounters with people. And um, it's just kind of funny because when you think about movies or in pop culture and, and the ideas of aliens, I always feel like that the encounters... They always happen to people who live in some buttfuck town, <laughs> some country road mm-hmm. out in the middle Brazos of like, I, yeah, 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 <laughs> Brazos County, College Station, sure, <laughs> um, out in like Iowa or Indiana and oh. get abducted and obviously go through whatever experience that happens to them that say they, that, um, that they think happens to them and, um. Yeah, I, I just find it weird. Why does it always have to be rural communities? It's never in cities, which, I mean, I guess would make sense if you think about it, because rural cities, there's no one really around. Um, if the aliens want to do a quote-unquote ex- experiment on us, they have the opportunity to, um, because no one was there to, to see it. And, of course, it's going to be a man's word against every, versus the towns versus everyone else, basically. Because how crazy would it be if if you run into some person? Hey, Tony, 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 you, you, I, I I can't even you I can't even tell what happened. Like, I was I was at home and I saw this bright flash and all of a sudden I passed out and I woke up to a bright light and these weird creatures just touching me and and probing me. Uh, <laughs> not to be sexual, but uh, just doing experiments on me, touching me, and then all I knew was I woke up the next morning and it, it was it was gone. I was in my bed. I was in my room. And so it's just interesting um, to kind of see that that's kind of the general experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I would say the second part of it is a lot of people see stuff in the air, right? UFOs, unidentified flying objects, right? Mm -hmm. Lights, uh, quick moving things in the sky. And I think what's most compelling and the reason as to why I've kind of switched sides and started Um, believing that there's definitely a possibility that they're here with us Mm -hmm. is accounts from the military right right from the u.s navy um in fact i I pulled up a an article uh before we got started here it's from nextgov.org or dot com excuse me nextgov.com and the title of this is came out on may 8th 2020 and it says, this is the first time the Pentagon has publicly confirmed the authenticity of UFO footage. 
On April 27, 2020, the U.S. Department of Defense issued a public statement authorizing the release of three UFO videos taken by the U.S. Navy pilots. The footage appears to depict airborne heat-emitting objects with no visible wings, fuselage, or exhaust, performing aerodynamically in ways that no, no known aircraft can achieve. The Department of Defense doesn't use the terms unidentified flying object or UFO, but does clearly state the aerial phenomena observed in the videos remain characterized as unidentified. Mm-hmm. Thoughts about the UFOs are very widely from allusions to alien spacecraft. However, a workable... Whoa. I don't know if you heard that. No, but yeah, that we was... caught that on the audio. <laughs> oh, that yeah, yeah. Was... And I mean, ironically, right, we're talking about UFOs, and then yeah. all of a sudden somebody's trying to interrupt us. Yeah, it's funny because there was a huge flash. Um, So my desk faces away from the window, Uh and I saw that, like, enter the room. That was pretty nuts. Oh, wow, man. They're coming for you. Yeah, maybe. That was weird. (laughs) (laughs) A little scared. Just casually get taken up uh, by UFOs as we talk about them. We summoned them. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, so again, the people I've been telling you, there's been storms in the area, and uh, there's just been a huge thunderstorm right about right over us right now. It's going to last probably in the next hour or so, but anyways, um, <laughs> where was I? Um, going back to the article, only a small fraction of UFO reports collected globally over the past seven decades seem to be, seem to, excuse me, <laughs> it, all right, for the viewers, I did take um, some enhancing medication so i apologize i'm a little woo uh but anyways and just enjoying myself so only a small fraction of ufo reports collected globally over the past seven decades seem to describe such objects but the navy footage appears to fit the bill whether such objects are vehicles of alien invasion or not their mere presence would seem to indicate a national security threat which is partly what makes the pentagon's recent announcement so puzzling this is the first time the pentagon has publicly confirmed the authenticity of ufo footage it should have been a momentous announcement, but it seems to have barely moved the needle on UFO controversy. Why? Uh, the announcement is new, but the videos are not. The three grainy monochrome infrared videos are taken on November of 2004, mm-hmm. and the other two in January of 2015, and they had already been leaked online in 2007 and 2017, respectively. They also gained international attention after the New York Times published them as part of the December 2017 expose on the Pentagon's secret UFO research program, the so-called Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Yep. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of goes on to uh, to describe what would legitimate UFO footage look like. Um, you know, the type, these types of footages are not out of the ordinary, as people can create them and, and alter them to seem a certain way. Mm-hmm. But shit like this, man... It, it, how do you not question that? How do you at least not have the ability to question if these things are here with us or not, or real in general? Exactly. And then it also begs the question of why now are they not, are they admitting mm. or acknowledging bringing this to the light, um, this particular article and everything, right? In the midst of, you know, we haven't said the word yet, but COVID-19 in the midst of all this, in the midst of the presidential election coming up, why now would they release this information, right? So um, some of it also has to be, and I think we'll kind of, you know, divulge a little bit deeper into it as we go on the conversation, but some of it has to be that some of this information has been buried and or, you know, kind of just swept under the rug here or there and everything discredited, dismissed, whatnot and everything because, you know, either A, they're working on something they don't want us to know, 
or they really don't want for us to be look worried about that. They want to control what we work on or what we look at and what we uh, have opinions on, things like that. Anything. So, I mean, you can draw your own conclusions. I've drawn mine. I'm sure you've drawn yours. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely that article there was a little bit of a, of, of a weird nod. Like, okay, now you want to release that information? Like, we've had pilots before uh, recount you know, and I think seeing different things and then seeing it, not seeing it on radar, but seeing it with their own right. eyes and things like that. And so it's just kind of like unexplainable things that you would have to, you know, in some way, shape or form acknowledge that something else exists that is not of our world. And mm. it seems like we're okay. It seems like they're not here to harm us. <laughs> it's That's kind of funny that you relate it to this information is coming out because of the times or because of certain social situations that are occurring right now. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think all this information is coming out right now due due to the enhancement or advancement of technology. Because now we have a better understanding of our video usage and technology and softwares and whatever it may be, we can start to decipher all these different things that alien communication and travel may have looked like that we would have missed in the past because we just didn't have the technology. Mm-hmm. So you think before we weren't ready for it, whereas now yeah, we're a yeah. little bit more equipped uh, Absolutely. technologically and, and mentally? Absolutely. And you even just said it in the past, you just said it a few minutes ago, is that why now? Well... If the U.S. Navy or whoever the military is coming out with it, remember they have the most advanced technology, mm-hmm. right? So when they come across it in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, yeah. they're not going to want to release it because the, the public doesn't have access to that that technology yet. And so that would kind of blow our minds in a sense. And also, also is it – what's the in their, in their argument, what's the point of putting that information out? At that Why time. not? That would be my question. Why not? Because it's not going to do. Well, it's not. It's not going to do any good for us. But maybe cause panic, or paranoia, or just you know, you know, people, man, they're fucking crazy. Like they're willing to take that shit, and they're willing to, dude, freaking New Mexico, Roswell. They have an entire city dedicated to that shit. Exactly. Yeah, and it's, it, it's nothing <laughs> of a uh, a concern. I mean, it draws tourism. It draws. I mean, Vegas has, I mean, there's a UFO con every year that, that tours the nation, um, and it doesn't really incite paranoia or things like that, or anything, right, anything on, on the contrary. It gives something for people to rally around and to, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a, a convention for every little thing you could think of, and, <laughs> you know, you, you incite your fandom and you have your uh, loyal following, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, right, and everything, but I mean, uh, w- with hearing or, or knowing right that you know you might be able to incite paranoia in people i mean they do that every day i mean just look at the facebook and, and look at the facebook look at facebook and look at the <laughs> different articles that come up true uh, very true that come out to you right and i think the whole thing of them is that they want to what create engagement and how do they do yeah. that by just inciting you know anything battles between people and anything like you don't they don't send you stuff that you care about they don't i mean if you're into tattoos they don't really show you only tattoos they're going to show you people who maybe say that you know if you have a tattoo, you shouldn't be in the workforce or, you know, just the bad example, but, you know, just things like that or anything, right, where they'll give you stuff to kind of create some type of engagement from you. And by engagement, they mean disagreements and conflict, 
things like that. So I think the paranoia stuff or, you know, fear mongering already exists in the world. So I don't know necessarily. I'm not saying it's, it's not true. I'm just saying I don't know if necessarily that's the only reason why it wasn't released before. I just think that sometimes it's, it's kind of like a political strategy. Like you'll release it at a time when you know that people are not going to be as prone to pay attention to it because they're worried about something else. Um, so, you know, you, you will get distracted by, you know, the bright light over here, COVID-19. You don't pay attention to, oh, by the way, aliens are real. You know, we got one. We've had one for a while, you know, and those types of things. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and again, we're uh, both PhDs in bro science, so you can take this uh, <laughs> to heart or you can take this, you know, with a grain of salt. But this is just our opinion. And if you disagree with us, hit us up on Twitter and we'd love to chat. Uh, you know, we'll bring you in as guests and we, we can expand this further. But this is, again, just two dudes who came together, birthed a, pos- birthed a podcast, and now we just want to discuss different topics. So this is this is our version of it. So take it as you will. Agree with us if you want to. Disagree with us if you want to, too. But, yeah, well I, just, I just find it very interesting. I do believe in them. For a long time when I was little, I would always wonder, like, what is that? what else is out there? I'm sure there's something else out there. Uh, but, I mean, I had no knowledge, no concept of space, time, nothing. Um, and as you kind of get older, right, and everything, you start looking at different things. And, I mean, I grew up in a time when it was kind of like pre-computers or Google didn't really exist until maybe I was already in high school. So that stuff didn't come out till later, but it was just like talking to people and hearing from people and stuff like that. That's how you kind of got more information and stuff like that. And but now that I'm much older and everything, and now that I you know, have time on my hands. I do listen to podcasts and I do listen to different things. And it's just like, I think they're very real. I think it's very possible that they're here and that they've been here. Uh, maybe some people got, you know, abducted or what have you or anything, but I think that they may have incited that on themselves. Uh, no offense to anybody who may have been abducted, but I just think like, you know, you may not have gone willingly. Uh, but I don't know. It, it's just a, a crazy phenomena, but I think that it actually exists, and I do think that they're among us, and I think they've been among us. And, you know, when posed the question of why, why would they want to be here? Why not? You know, we're another civilization. They're much more advanced than us. Why wouldn't they want to come to come see us? And I mean, Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. Why? Well, <laughs> the question is, why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's always his rebuttal, and I mean, that's that would be my thing, too. And I think I'm sure they whoever they are he she them uh feel the same way and i think well why wouldn't i want to go explore these people like they're they're kind of weird you know look at all this stuff that they're doing to their planet they're destroying their planet they're doing all that stuff they're fighting over you know i think two different colors mm. blue and red you know anything why wouldn't we want to go and explore them and see what mm. you know what interesting things they're doing today and maybe we're like a real life a reality tv show for them i don't know wow very interesting also, it's pouring rain here. What's that? It's pouring rain. Um, I apologize <laughs> if y'all can hear that. Um, uh, I, I can't. I can't hear the cloud leakage over here. Well, it's like, uh, as you were talking, I was kind of looking up on Google here. It's like, how did this shit even start? You know, how did <laughs> how did we get here? And uh, I was going to ask you, do you know anyone who is, like, obsessed with aliens or UFOs or that subject specifically? That's what we call in, in the business a segue. Yes, I do. We've actually <laughs> mentioned him in the podcast before. Uh, Mr. John Cunningham, I've known him for years now. And ever since the first time I met him, he, this gentleman can go on for days and just share stories really? and anecdotes of, of different things and other beings. And, and uh, I mean, I've referenced it, I think, briefly in, I think, in this podcast and in the, uh, 
the podcast of uh, Joe Rogan and uh, the Bob Lazar episode, yes. uh, where Bob Lazar kind of talks about where he used to work and things like that. And he was involved in um, researching propulsion for a certain aircraft, which may or may not have been uh, a UFO and things like that. And worked in an area adjacent to Area 51 known as S-4. And some of the details that he shared back then and some of the, uh, what do you call them, uh, kind of periodic elements and everything. One of the elements mm-hmm. that existed and everything back then was element 181. Um, and, you know, things things of that nature and everything. And so, you know, John knew about this stuff way before I did. And I would just kind of, like, listen to him. And he was new man in the group and everything. We had, he had just gotten hired. And I think we were driving somewhere one time to Houston and, I may or may not have fallen asleep listening to the story. Sorry, John. Um, and then woke up, and he was still going, and I was probably wow. like an hour on the <laughs> That's drive. That's Woke up, and he, he was still going with the story or, or with the whole conversation and everything. But, you know, second half of it that I caught was, was pretty riveting and everything. So we'll have to bring him on here and everything for a follow-up to this. But, yeah, John's really into it and uh, has been for a long time and really can probably share more, more uh you know factual or more concrete information things like that because you know again here we're josh and i we're going back and forth between our own personal thoughts and feelings on this subject matter which i think is you know what what we wanted to do right anything we wanted to discuss the possibilities and anything obviously we're both believers to some degree to some extent and i've never had any personal experience can't claim that i have but i can't deny that certain facts are out there that you know point to it, it could be real you know, right. that there's more evidence to tell me that it's real than, than that it's not. And quite frankly, I have no problem believing it because I don't really feel like it does me any harm to either believe it or not believe it. So, right. I mean, if it's between, oh, there's no plus or minus to believe in it, well, then I'll choose to believe in it because it but doesn't I, really do I, me any harm not to. I was going to say, but at what point is it a little crazy? Is it a little overboard to, to kind of believe in it? Because there are those people who are just... Um, and I'm even looking at Bob Lazar's Wikipedia page. It's mm-hmm. he's a conspiracy theorist. So at what point, like, could it get too far? Can you get too far into believing that UFOs exist, aliens exist? I think when it kind of takes over your life and becomes obsessive over this fact that aliens exist, and you're sure it happened, and you're obsessed with finding that information, do you think that's a little crazy or too much? I think you can. I mean, just with like with anything, right? You can get too crazy. You can get too much on the end of one side or the other. Um, but in the case of Bob Lazar, I don't know that I'd classify him under a uh, conspiracy theorist. And I know Wikipedia can be edited by anybody. Um, <laughs> I can go in there and say that Correct, we are philosophers yeah. and whatnot and everything, right? And, and create a Wikipedia for our page. But uh, So I know it can be edited. I don't know that I'd classify him as a conspiracy theorist because I don't really see him going all in on uh, UFOs. He's just kind of recounting his experiences. And I know mm. if we want to look at it from a certain aspect, it's kind of like, but, you know, at what point does this vivid memory become, you know, fa- fantasy, right? Or a, a, right. a fascination that he created or, you know, a, you know, something, right, that he invented himself or anything, right? But if you go back and they're able to validate records and I mean if the government is doing all this and everything to try to stop him and mm-hmm. things like that and like why would they spend so much resources raiding his place and things like that and, and maybe we, right. we got to give a background on what the Bob Lazar story is um, for some who may not know anything right but to put it in a nutshell Bob Lazar was a uh, 
very very intelligent um, individual and everything who uh, has a, has degrees and things like that and everything in the sciences is a physicist um, actually put a jet engine into his Honda uh, vehicle and everything right and you know I couldn't do that to save my life and you know, <laughs> even if you told me how I probably still screw it up somehow but you know he's been doing this ever since he's a kid always been into chemistry always been into the sciences and so you know you can factually prove that then went off went to school for it um, made some noise right and everything in the science community and somehow got recruited to work at a lab called Los Alamos. Uh, worked there for a number of years and then kind of got subcontracted or sublettered into um, working for ENG and everything, another company uh, that was kind of, you know, the information so compartmentalized with the government. But in essence, he was working for the government and working at an area next to Area 51 known as S4. And a lot of the things that he recounts from being in there have now come to light within the last 10, 20 years and, you know, have all been known to be true. And it's like, how would somebody who have just made this up have been correct on all these different accounts? Like, would that have involved a ton of research into, you know, what, what was being used back then, what was being, uh, you know, explored and researched and things like that? And then, like, how would he have known all those different things? Why would he even know those things if he was just some random science guy who was really good and everything at, you know, putting engines into vehicles? You know? <laughs> so right. it's just, it's some, some things are just hard to refute. And then other things are just kind of like, why would he have put so much um, detriment to his own self? Because if, if you get to watch the documentary that's on Netflix uh, that was done by Jeremy Corbell, uh, which is Bob Lazar, UFOs, and uh, Bob Lazar, Area 51, and UFOs. Um, it, it's more, more or less the title and everything of that particular documentary. But when you get to see the documentary, you see how, you know, shortly after a conversation they're having or anything and they both have their phones on them shortly after that and then the very next day he gets raided by the fbi why <laughs> would he get raided you know right after that and everything if he was just making up this story because you and i can concoct some story right now and i mean it's no secret that they're listening to everybody and there's no secret why you know whenever you have your phone and you randomly mention i don't know i might get a new chevy truck and then the next day, all of a sudden, you start getting ads on either your Facebook or some <laughs> social media, and you all of a sudden get all these Chevy trucks. Every day, man. And, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, you, you can't tell me they're not listening to you. So it's obvious that these different tactics and resources have been used for, you know, forever now. And everything, right? And you can justify it however you want. But I, I don't think that it's something that could be dismissed as easily. And I think that it's something that's very real. So, you know, things like that, I think, make me go, huh. And make me think that, okay, yeah, you know, this is definitely something that's a possibility. And it's like, you know, but why? And, you know, maybe you share it to somebody, right? And they kind of tell you, like, you know, and why do you care about that? And it's just like, well, well you know, it's something to think about, something to do, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, why not? And it's, right? like, it's, it's okay to let your mind wander and it's okay to explore. And you know, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson says it best, you know, you, you know, it's okay to get your mind blown at least once a day, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, something to, why not? Why not think about it? You know, I mean, like, why, you know, makes you think, like, why, do, why are they hiding that from me? What's so bad right. about me yeah. doing it? Yeah, that's very true. And for those listening, he does his documentary is on Netflix. So if you want to go check that out, um, it's pretty cool. It's uh, directed by Jeremy Corbell and produced by George Knapp. Um, yep. So it's called Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. Um, it's just focusing on his claims that he attempted to reverse engineer alien spacecraft uh, for the military at S-4. Um, and also, too, if you want to listen, he's got a really, really good episode 
on the Joe Rogan Experience. It's episode uh, 1,315, so 1315 uh, episode with Bob uh, Lazar. And uh, he just kind of talks about his firsthand experience and his personal accounts. And man, after listening to that episode, I think that's what switched me over, honestly. I think it was at that moment in time that really like opened my eyes like okay like at least give it an opportunity mm-hmm. yeah listen to it, it in the background yeah like, like give it give it a possibility that it this could be a thing this could happen because there's people like bob lazar who had personal experiences literally in area 51 working with their technology and then being able to give that firsthand account of what they're doing and it's interesting because when you look up all of his information online, it's very negative. There's a lot of negative connotation to his stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a misguided idea. He's crazy. Um, you know, he's a, con- a conspiracy theorist. He's out of his mind. Like, there's just a lot of negative things that are said about him. And that's a little upsetting because as individuals who should be quote-unquote open-minded in our society for some reason man people aren't as receptive to aliens exactly it's really funny i mean including myself like i said man (laughs) like i i didn't want to hear it don't give me that shit don't you tell me that that's not a thing but here we are having a discussion on it and you know obviously it's supposed to be fun and joking and stuff like that but hey man like give it give it a shot give it a possibility like there are people who have gone through experiences and i think it's worth taking a second look agreed agreed yeah and especially when you hear the because in the documentary it doesn't fully i mean it goes pretty much into detail but in on the joe rogan uh podcast you do get to hear a different context of it of why he even came to you know uh talking about this and why he brought it up or anything and he you know you see the guy and everything this guy does not make money off of this and stuff like that if you ever get to see his house and everything as you do in a documentary like this guy lives super simple he's not making money off of this or anything like that he's got a lab now but i mean he's still slaving it away like at a nine to five um not doing it lavishly or anything like that so he's not doing this for money he doesn't travel with conventions or stuff like that i think he's just trying to get his story out there because the way that he was kind of removed from s4 and everything from his position was because one of the one of the uh, stipulations of his clearance to be able to because he talks about this and everything in the documentary as well as in the podcast and everything of all the clearances and documents and dossiers that he had to read over and sign off and everything right to get all these clearances and the the technology he was going to be looking at um one of the one of the stipulations was that everything needed to be stable the background checks things like that i think but his 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 home life needed to be stable um, so that they could be able to trust him and, and basically not have a loose cannon employee on their hands. And one of the reasons why they or the main, the main reason uh, that I can deduce of why they, they even started to uh, remove him from the company was because through phone tapping and through other different records and, and monitoring of him and his family and mainly his wife's cell phone, they found out that his wife was having an affair. And because she was having an affair, they found out before he did, because they were monitoring her phone, and they were monitoring her phone records and looking at text messages and things of that nature. And because they were able to find out these different 
things, they felt that he would basically go crazy on them. And so they wanted to make sure and kind of, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, hone in on that and everything and make sure to protect their, their assets. And they wanted to make sure that they, they had all their bases covered. And, and that's the reason why they felt like he wasn't going to be stable enough to work for them anymore as a, in the position. And so in response to that, you know, I think he started taking friends out there and I tend to go in and see these test runs that they would do anything where they would test fly these, you know, crafts and I think spacecrafts, UFOs, whatever you want to call them. But, you know, uh, vehicles from another world. And, uh, you know, slowly and surely and everything started disclosing more and more information and then people started to discredit him and then completely eradicate his degrees and whatnot. And so, you know, that kind of came up after that. Wow. That's so great. Like his, his life was pretty much made because he had a legit job, right? Mm -hmm. Working for the government, Area 51. Yep. And then you find out all this shit. Do you go and tell someone? Are you going to share the information you're finding on, on stuff like this? Like, this is, like, obviously he went in the path that he did. Mm-hmm. And he's paying the result from it. But do you share that, man? Like, is that something that you would tell others? Or do you think that would make you seem a little crazy? Um, I think it would drive me crazy if I never said anything, personally speaking. So I think I, I'd share it. Um, I don't even know if I'd share it with family. I think I'd share it with close friends, uh, <laughs> much like what he did and everything, kind of share it with the closest of friends and everything that you had around you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, based off of that and everything, just kind of either continue to share or, you know, figure out some outlet. Because I think I'd drive myself crazy just keeping that to myself. Right. Because, uh, I mean, even right now, we don't have these types of crazy jobs. We work in higher ed, but I still come home, <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, I say come home, but, I mean, like, you know, I get done with work, and, I'm, you know, my wife and I are always chatting about different stuff with work and things like that. Right. And, oh, this happened, and this is, this is stupid, or this is crazy, or, oh, this happened, and this was great. You know, I mean, you, you come home, and you have somebody to share those things with and everything, right? Because I, I feel weird if I come home, and I don't say anything at all about work. And stuff like that. I think it's, like, <laughs> it's a good way to just, you know, release... And maybe someday when randomly, right, you remember another story and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, and this happened the other day too at work, right? But, like, you always have that confidant that you kind of share things with. So if I yeah. couldn't do that with anybody and it was something as big as that, then I think mm-hmm. I'd drive myself crazy. But, you know, I'm pretty sure I didn't imagine that. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know that I could hold that back. And I kind of forgot, was it Bob Lazar? Was there... Um like a fighter pilot that was on Joe Rogan that talked about his experience as well, or is that something completely different that I'm thinking of that nope, it was nope, a there was. documentary? Uh, is it favors? favors? I think uh, uh, some yeah something like that. Sergeant Fa- I don't know. I haven't yeah, know if I'm making that up. Or sergeant, one of those. Um, but there, yeah, like he was literally recount, and he was a smart man. Yep. Listening to him talk, he knows his shit. He's the, he's there in the head. He's there. Yeah. And so that's how you know. He's like, oh, yeah, man, like legit. I was flying this aircraft. He's like, I would see it, um, this object off to my left, and he would fall out of the sky. Like he would drop and um, all of a sudden be at the bottom near the water. Mm-hmm. And he was just describing that the technology and the aircrafts, in order to do that type of movement, that's not something 
that we have. That's not something that we use. Right. And so he's like, I, I can't explain how it moved in the ways that it did at the speeds that it did. Um, and so it was just really interesting. Again, it's that personal account of mm-hmm. someone's experience and kind of what they saw and what they went through. Um, and that one's really interesting to hear about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Especially like when you, when you was in talks about like trying to calculate like the speed of these things, like, you know, literally like in the blink of an eye, it just kind of like, you know, shot up, shot down, moved around and everything. Right. It was just literally defying gravity and right. defying all elements of propulsion and, you know, uh, flight basically, if you will, or anything, right. Like I, I'm not a scientist, um, unless we're talking about bro science, but <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm a philosopher, as you can tell by Spotify. Uh, so I can philosophize on, on how this happened and everything. And the best way that I can describe it is UFOs, man. <laughs> it's, it's out of this world. It's right. something that's not from here. It's not explainable. And I mean, I think uh, we're, we're both Dane Cook fans, right? And everything. There was uh, yeah. that one bit that Dane Cook once did and everything. He says, you know, like, you know, you're a UFO. I wouldn't want to, why wouldn't I want to come in and poke around? Like, you know, <laughs> throw a rope ladder down. I'll climb up. You don't have to suck me up on my chest. That hurts. <laughs> Like it's it's that mentality. Like I'd be curious for that shit, man. Like you know, you're you're here to explore us. Like, hey, can can I be of help? Uh, no, thanks. You're good. Oh man, all right. You know, I'd they feel, don't I'd want kind you, of, Tony. Huh? <laughs> they don't want you. You're exactly. Too exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh man. You know, you think they want you? You just got some measly little podcast. <laughs> you think you think your 31 listens is enough for me? <laughs> Not that we're counting. So, no, no, no. Not that I was looking at the stats before we started. <laughs> but yeah, man, we're we're slowly getting traction. That's what I tell them. We're we're on the come up. We're on the Heck come yeah. up. We're due to blow up. So you might want to get in on this stock while it's low. That's uh, right. You know, wait well, till they, we get our hundred million dollar deal from Spotify, <laughs> like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, right. Jeez. What a but, dream. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think that there's too much stuff out there that exists. And that cannot be explained to say or to easily dismiss it. And I think that uh, certain people will, will try to dismiss it in certain ways or not. And if you really don't care about it, you know, that's cool too, right? Like you have the power right. to choose whatever you want to basically give a fuck about. And we, we give a fuck about talking about this. And that's the reason why we why we wanted to devote a, uh, an episode to, to looking at it and everything, right? And yes, we've recounted only you know, two, three individuals and anything to talk about it. But if you ever get to catch Dan Aykroyd on Joe Rogan, I think he, you know, Ooh, uh, yes, he, he also promotes that's his, a good episode too. He yeah. promotes his vodka, but he also recounts certain <laughs> stories yes. um, and certain accounts of other individuals. And if you look those up, you know, these are legitimate. They it's not just happen. him saying yeah. like, oh, I heard my neighbor said, no, no, no. He gives you specific names, gives you dates, gives you times. Uh, or time time frames and things like that. It, it, it's like legit stuff that you can look up, and it's like hmm, things that make you go hmm, you know. And, they, and it's it's something that can definitely be possible. So that's that's my big argument with it is that I don't know if it's factually true, but to me, there's more evidence to say that it's true than there is to say that it's not. Um, right. And that's why I just find it kind of coincidental that finally, for the well, at least for me and everything in my lifetime that I can remember and that I can. Uh, that I've been paying attention to it enough and the first time that the U.S. government or the world has officially acknowledged that like oh shit UFOs are real and yeah you know we do have evidence of it and whatnot it's like you know why now why all of a sudden I know we were going back and forth with it earlier but you know that's where I feel like 
they do they do things at a certain time right i think to release certain things when they know that it's going to get buried i mean there's a reason why i mean and you can apply that logic to anything because there's a reason why with like even with movies you know you don't release a movie at a certain time because it's like oh we're going to release this little independent movie and it's like oh you know the new marvel movie's coming out it's like never mind you know release it at another date you know when it's right. going to be more relevant so it's the same thing i think you know this you know world's focused on one thing right now and anything and they're looking at one thing and it's kind of like smoke and mirrors like we want you to look here but mm-hmm. reality over here there's something else going on so i don't know i just think that it's it's coincidental in a way but it's also kind of like you know purposeful and anything, right there's an intent of why they're doing it now but i don't know it's right. um, some crazy stuff man in the world but I definitely do think they're real. Uh, can't wait to bring John on here one day to have him uh, share some of his knowledge with us and everything. I know he's got some uh, more research that he's done on his part, things like that. So hopefully one day we can get Farmer John in here <coughs> to have him kind of share some impart some wisdom on us. But I mean, I, I mean, my final conclusion of that is it's real. Mm. Well, did you? I was going to ask. Did you have growing up when you were mm-hmm. younger? Did you have any friends or family who believed in aliens? And the reason why I ask is because, dude, my dad, <laughs> he loves that shit. <laughs> he loves aliens. Really? And yeah, which is super surprising because he's this nice, just nice man, just mm-hmm. nice Christian man believing in Jesus. And then all of a sudden you mention aliens. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, oh yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him. <laughs> I was like... Dale. His name's Dale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dale. No. Like, you know. Like, what are you talking about? And uh, I remember one day, I forgot why I was home. I think I was in college or something, but I was home for break or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, in California, in California specifically, they have tons of videos of UFOs or flying objects in the sky that are kind of like this bright light, almost like a shooting star. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, talking about personal experiences here, one night, Legitimately, my I don't know why my dad was outside. He's probably working on his truck or something. But he's like, "Hey, Josh, Josh, come out here, come out mm-hmm. here." And he's like, "Look, look at over those hills. Look at the hills. There's those three lights. Those three lights. They're never there. There's no light posts over there. There's no, there's nothing. Right? Look at them. They're just standing still. Yeah. And sure enough, dude. Sure enough, there were three beams of light in the distance that were not moving at all." that have never been there nor have ever been there my entire 18 years living at home and so it was a legit like i was standing there looking there trying to figure out what is causing the lights and just thinking logically instead of being open-minded about it Mm. so i don't know man i think would you consider that a ufo encounter i mean it, it i couldn't explain it yeah. I saw it for myself. My dad saw it. Mm-hmm. It happened. It was real. So it's like, when you see stuff like that, it's like, oh, shit. We're not alone, man. Exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, the, or at least, like, there's there's a possibility like that. Like, that was real. And sure enough, at a blink of an eye, gone. Yeah. They're gone. Never to be seen again. And there's videos like that. Um, like I said, numerous videos. You can Google it. Uh, just Google, like, California... UFO sighting videos and man there's just a long list of pages on pages of people in fact <laughs> there's a group called the Catalina uh, Catalina UFO uh, hunters and they have like a little YouTube series that I saw and so it's just stuff like that like people are seeing things and they're legitimate mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And they're capturing it themselves personally and also capturing it through picture or through phone. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's something that's a possibility. And I think like, you know, especially when you have that, and I think like those first hand in, uh, interactions where you can say, you know, like I, I really couldn't explain it and, you know, it hasn't been there before. And especially when you have that knowledge of the area, I think it's a different story if you're traveling somewhere and you just randomly see lights, but you don't know where they are. Is that there could be some logical reason why they're there. You know, there's some towers that, you know, you just can't see the base of them or what have you. But especially if you've been there your whole life and you don't see them before nor after, but you did see them that evening or that night. I mean, it's definitely something that it has to be there with that. You know, whether it was a military aircraft or whether it was something that's not of this world, I think that there's still some stuff in this world that we can't explain. And I think that there's mm. nothing wrong with believing in it or you know agreeing that there's something out there that we we don't fully understand and that we probably never will uh or at least not me not my peanut sized brain uh won't be able to understand that but i mean it's for real it exists but i just don't understand why some people are just get so adamant about it right and like no that could never exist and they get offended and it's just like but why are you offended you know you know if you don't believe in it don't believe in it but don't right. get offended that somebody does you know like i mean I'm all for, you know, anything like, you know, you can believe in whatever you want and as long as it doesn't impede what I'm doing on my daily basis or you're not, like, hurting me or my family, you can believe whatever you want, you know, anything like that. And I think that's kind of the point of this conversation is, like, neither of us will be right or wrong on this subject. No, we're, we we're just want right. to be, <laughs> we just want to be open-minded and have a conversation and mm-hmm. at least just be open-minded to the concept that, this could be a thing. This could be reality. And I, I'm just wondering, um, as we advance with our technology, if we'll even ever get the opportunity to understand what those things really are, or at least find out an answer, you know, um, especially with things that we see in the sky, like UFOs and bright lights, and to be able to pinpoint, oh, yeah, this is what it is. This is, it's not really a UFO. It's a light reflecting off a star, you know, some whatever BS that we could figure out why this is occurring, you know, find out answers. I think that would be cool, but you're also right too, that sometimes we'll, we'll never find out because the world is full of mystery. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about where we live in, right? Like you, and, uh, not to get so one way or the other, but I just think that that is a pretty cool thing about this world that we live in and this nation that we live in. Like you can, you have the freedom to a certain degree, um, some people may argue, but you have the freedom <laughs> to a certain degree to wonder stuff and think about stuff. Maybe you'll never understand it, but you have the freedom to think about it and to talk about it and getting others to talk about it, maybe even having a convention about it, you know, stuff that you don't fully understand, but you believe it to be out there. And we have that freedom. We get to do that, right? And I think there's some places in this world that they don't get to do that. You know, you start, oh, but what about this? And what about that? You don't need to know about that, you know. But I think it's pretty cool that we get to question it and we get to, you know, talk for, you know, hour or two hours and everything about this and just, you know, speculate, right? And I think that's all we can do, right? And I think I've never been in a UFO that I know of that I can remember. I don't remember getting probed. I hope I've never been probed. <laughs> uh, Not by a UFO. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... You know, we, we live in an area, we live in a place in the world and time that we get to talk about this and think about it and wonder, and tomorrow we can continue on with our day like we 
you know, never did it. Maybe we can do it again, right? But, <laughs> you know, so I think that that's, that's a beautiful thing, and I think about this world, that we get to do that too, and I think, but I think that as long as we have certain people in this world that are much more hungry for that knowledge, I think that we'll continue to find out more, and we'll continue to advance, and things like that, and then you have your Elon Musk, so the world that, you know, it just mm. doesn't seem fair if you ever hear that guy talking. You're like, how does that guy <laughs> so smart. do this? Right. You know, and like, it, it also almost also doesn't seem fair, like, on the contrary of that or on the downside of that. And I think, like, does your brain ever turn off? Like, can you ever just sit <laughs> down and have a beer and, you know, join Josh and Tony on their podcast maybe and just shoot the shit? Like, can you ever right. just do that? Or are you always on? Like, are you always thinking of Tesla 16.0, you know, whatever? <laughs> like, Neuralink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Neuralink is another trippy one, man. Like, you know, implanting something in your head that can counter counterbalance or counteract anything in your world that you know could be an ailment. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you know, like you know, I'm, I'm epileptic or whatever, right? And everything, and it counteracts that. And you know, oh, I'm about to have a stroke, and it counteracts that. Like that is just like it's responsive technology, which I get it already exists, but that's mm-hmm. to another level, like much much higher level like beyond our level like you're almost a robot pretty much yeah it's running yeah. running your body well i was gonna ask tony like i know we're talking about being open-minded and having the conversations but mm-hmm. do you think there are things like out there that it's just like okay like shut up <laughs> like bigfoot or sasquatch <laughs> or the yeti it's like guys we have yet to see anything besides like anything that was caught was usually um it turned out to be a fake picture or was easily explained. So do you think, like, <clears throat> do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> do you believe in Sasquatch or the uh, Yeti or the Abominable Snowman? Like, is that is that too crazy? Are we getting a little carried away now? Isn't it? I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that I dismiss the idea of a, I mean, I don't know about Yetis because I, I know that's like from the tundra stuff like that. I think the only Yeti I really know about is like the ice <laughs> chest um, and the muds and stuff like that. The, good, but like, the good Yeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Bigfoot and Sasquatch and Squatch Hunters and all that stuff. And I know there's like shows about it and stuff like that. I think like Squatch Hunters or Sasquatch Hunters, whatever it's called. But um, I, I don't know that I know enough to dismiss it or to acknowledge that it could be true. I just think that, I mean, there's. Just like with anything, I mean, you every day or almost every day, right, and everything, there's a new bug that's found, a new species of something that's discovered, and, mm. you know, scientists or entomologists or, you know, whoever, right, and everything, discover something and they've never ever seen it before or a dinosaur track that, you know, has never existed before comes up, you know, every some, some odd years and everything. So I think that there could be stuff that, that exists in this world and that is in nature, exists in nature somewhere that could be true, whether or not that's a eight foot man walking around that's super hairy i have no idea you know i think i think there's people living in the wilderness that we don't know about and maybe you got mistaken for that i don't know i i don't i don't feel that i know enough about it i've never really gotten uh knee deep into that to really say to really formulate a yay or nay on it i just think that i mean again i don't know enough about it to dismiss it but it's not kind of like ufos or anything that i feel like i've seen enough evidence to say like there's more evidence to say that it could be than it couldn't be but like with uh, bigfoot stuff like that i think i just feel like maybe there's something out there that exists that hasn't been seen before hasn't been officially documented somewhere and that's what people are seeing and you know it's all relative right and everything like i see it 
something and I think it's seven foot whatever and everything and I think it's hairy and then you see it and you're like dude that was like five feet you know your perception's off <laughs> you know that was like five feet and that dude wasn't even hairy he was wearing a ghillie suit or something you know like you know the perception also plays into it too right so I don't know I have no clue on that one I've never seen anything never heard anything uh, but I mean it's it's fun to watch the show <laughs> yeah yeah very true very true. That would be my well, thing on it. Well, it's like, and this could be a, a separate conversation if we want to save it for another time, but um, I think it also relates to this whole UFO stuff. Mm-hmm. Relates to paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. I think, par- I think paranormal activity exists, like ghosts and demons and shit moving and flying and oh, that, that all that paranormal. Yeah, and paranormal activity. I absolutely believe in that stuff. Me too. Um, Me too. And I don't know if it's because my religious background, but it's like I've I've definitely heard stories and different personal accounts, and I'm um, yeah, just always been told not to mess with that world. Don't open doors that we cannot close. Right. That's right. That's what I've been told. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you have a personal story um, relating to that, or? Um. My dad does. Um, He's got some personal stories that I don't mind sharing. Um, He's told me um, back when he was younger, uh, you know, the famous Ouija board. It's a a definite Mm -hmm. no-no. And for those of you who don't know what a Ouija board is, it's kind of like a, uh, it's a game where it's got different letters and a yes and no on it. And you use kind of like this little... What do you call it? Like a dial, I guess, almost? Like you put your yeah, hands on yeah. it. It's got a little it's... like viewing glass on it. Thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Zooming glass. And uh, the point is to get with a friend or another person and sit in a room and try to talk to the dead, right? Mm-hmm. Or dead spirits or whatever it may be, whatever your goal is. Yep. And when you ans- um, ask it questions, the dial, you're, you're, everyone's supposed to have their hand on the little dial thing and... You ask it a question, and it's supposed to move on its own and either answer yes or no or point or spell out the letters to what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And so this one time, I think my dad was younger, probably teenage, uh, you know, 13, 14, whatever, like this into all this BS because he's young. You know, he's a teenager. He's a hoodlum mm-hmm. getting in trouble. Right. And so Dale um, got a Ouija board with a friend, and they um, – you know, perform a little thing, put their hands on it, and ask it a question. Sure enough, it worked. And my dad was freaked out. And so, um, you know, he was so freaked out, they closed it up, and he threw it out in the trash, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when they, the next morning, they showed up, and the Ouija board was back in his closet. Uh, of course it was. And my dad was like, okay, like, I definitely threw this away. He's like, mom, like, did you touch this? Like, what? I I don't want this. And so they go and he chops it up in the back, right? And throws it away. Mm -hmm. And again, the next morning, comes back. It's back in his room. Perfectly together, intact. Nothing ever happened to it. And then he goes, um, and he goes to burn it this time, right? To fully destroy it. And he said he burned it with a friend, and when he burned it, he heard screams, like blood-curdling screams coming from the fire pit. Mm. And 
that was just kind of, and again, you could believe it or not, but his personal account, that shit happened. Yeah. And uh, there's another time when he was, um, I think he's living at the current house, my house I grew up in, and uh, don't know if he was married to my mom yet, but back in the day, my dad used to, or he still plays the drums, but he played it more um, in a band during that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, rock and roll, it's not necessarily the best music to play. It's, uh, it could be heavy, and it could be geared towards um, you know demonic things. And so one night, he said he was laying in bed, and he's laying on his back, right? And uh, he's, you know, dozing off, falling asleep. And all of a sudden, he feels like this pressure on his chest, like as if someone was standing on him, right? Mm-hmm. And when he opened his eyes, like he, there's nothing there, but he, he described it as someone was holding me down and I couldn't breathe. Yeah. There's a pressure on my throat. There's a pressure on my chest. I can't, I can't move. I can't say anything. I can't breathe. And so he was trying to yell for help because I think he was actually married to my mom. And he said he was trying to get a word out and as soon as he said the word Jesus, it stopped. Because hmm. he was like, Jesus. And as soon as he said Jesus, it went away. Okay. Um, you know, it was like God kind of helped him and saved him in that situation. And yeah. kind of cleared whatever bad thing. So, um, And then that's just kind of a few examples of some of the many things that he's encountered. Because um, he's a very spiritual guy, too. And, and like I, I definitely believe those stories. Absolutely. Because uh, I don't know... If you remember when you were younger, like, when you see a shadow at night or, um, like, when you're walking down the hallway, like, you feel a presence behind you. So you sprint to your room and, and dive into your bed and throw the covers over your head. And you're like, oh, I'm safe. I'm safe. Right. Um, so I've definitely had a few of those, like, growing up, too. And, um, you know, just kind of freaky stuff. But uh, for me, personally, I believe in God. So it's like, heck, yeah, man. I got I got JC on my side and, you know. He's going to save me from that stuff, but uh, yeah, man, just some crazy stuff that you can't really explain. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, even going down to like the shadows and stuff, like I've been seeing, like in my apartment that I'm in right now, anything, every now and then I'll see stuff or anything, but like over the past month or so and everything, I keep seeing it more and more. And like, I'll see them like duck from one room to the next, or I'll see them walk out of a room stuff like that and everything right and uh, stuff like that and like even yesterday I was talking to my wife and everything we were on one side of the of the apartment and I was looking over towards the other or I was talking to but out of my uh, peripheral vision and everything I see something come out of one of the restrooms and everything in my apartment and run like towards the office that I'm in right now and I was just like what the hell was that and I ran across the apartment and everything and I came to look at it and I didn't find anything but the hair on my arm just stood straight up whoa, and I was telling my whoa. wife right there, there, and I was telling my wife and I was like look check this out like I'm not making this up because I always say you know see stuff and my wife will be like oh okay you know I don't see it I'm not saying you didn't see it I'm just saying I don't see it and so I was showing her I was like you know check this out like every ghost show that you ever see you're like, <laughs> you're like oh look at the hair on my arm yeah. like, this time it was happening to me like you know check this out and so she was just like well yeah you know what happens but um, I mean, if we're if we're talking stories and everything, I'll share something real quick here. Like, yes. when I was younger, uh, I forget how old I was, but I was still living uh, with my mom and everything, and my grandmother, and uh, what's it called and everything. At, at this point, 
my grandmother had been in and out of the hospital, stuff like that, and right. So my grandmother was, uh, you know, not necessarily bedridden, but she she was just kind of like knocked out and everything, right, asleep and everything on her bed in her room, because uh, my mom and uh, or we lived with my grandmother and everything, right, and it was just me and my mom that, that stayed there at the house. And my sister had already moved out; she had already been married and already had uh, her first son and everything at that point, uh, but. We got woken up and everything, I don't know, it was close to 10 o'clock at night or something like that. I think it was my brother-in-law. And I was telling my mom and everything that, uh, his name is JJ, and I think my, my youngest nephew and everything had, uh, had had gotten sick and everything. When he was little, he would get fevers a lot, and then he would go in kind of like seizures and stuff like that. And, everything. and so they, they took him to the hospital, and my mom went with him. She, and he's like, you know, can you come help me and everything, right? And I think do it, Becky, and my sister and stuff like that. And my mom's like, yeah, sure. So my mom took off and everything, right, naturally, and I stayed behind just to stick around and be with my grandma and everything, and just so I wouldn't be another body there at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite frankly, I wouldn't mad to stay at home either. I hate hospitals. Uh, I've had two surgeries, and that's too, too many for me. Uh, but Same. I, yeah, I stayed behind, and uh, I, I knocked out. After a while, after maybe 30, 40 minutes, I knocked out again, and uh, I fell asleep, and was was hardcore asleep, and then I don't know what time it was, but it was maybe like one or two in the morning, something like that. Because this happened just before ten or eleven, and one or two in the morning, then I was woken up to knocking and everything on the door, and anything, and uh, and I, I couldn't see who it was and anything. And then like they came in, they knocked on my window, or on the window, and anything. And this is we didn't have no AC in the house, so we had the windows open, and anything. Like I look out the window, and everything, and it's my mom, and she's like, "Hey, you know, like open the door for me." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I went and opened the door up and anything for my mom. My mom walks in, locks the door behind her because, mind you, I went back. I went back to the room or anything, right? And my mom locked the door, and uh, and I was like, "Oh, you know, how's JJ?" And she's like, "Oh, he's doing good and everything, right? He's already out of the hospital. The seizures already stopped, or, you know, he's he's gonna be getting that in the morning or anything, right? But right now, like, he's he's calm and everything. So I, I decided to come back home and everything for now. And I was like, "Oh, okay." But she's like, "But I'll go back in the morning and everything because for now and everything, he's he's doing good and Becky's doing good." And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And she's like, well, we'll go back in the morning to get him up. I'm like, all right, cool. So I see my mom and everything, right? And we used to crash in the same room and everything. So at this point, we had two separate beds. But my mom went to her bed. I stayed in my bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I see her lay down and everything. I see her lay down and uh, covers herself up and everything. Right? And my mom used to smoke a lot and everything back during that time. And so I could smell and everything. Right? But, you know, she was wearing her jacket and I think she always had on. And it smelled a lot like smoke, so I was like, yeah, you know, it was very comforting at that age because I was like, okay, yeah, my mom. And uh, I went to sleep again. And this is around one or two in the morning. I get woken up about two hours later, and I remember looking at the clock. It was four something in the morning, four something in the morning. And <clears throat> there was a knock on my window, and I look, and it's my mom outside. And I'm like, what the hell? So I look over to my mom's bed inside. And there's nobody in the bed, and the bed's still the way it was when she left it the first time that she went to the hospital. And I'm like, what are you doing out there? And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, I just got here. And then I was like, no, you got here earlier, and you told me that JJ was okay. He's going to be let out in the morning, but you're coming home right now, because, or that you had come home because, you know, you felt like it was okay to come home already, and you'd go back in the morning to go help Becky out when he gets out. And she's yeah. like, no, yeah, that is what happened, but I'm barely getting here. She's like, I haven't gotten here before. She's like, you know, open the door. And I was just like, what the hell? And so I'd turn on all the lights and everything and go and unlock the door and anything for my mom. And I'm just like staring at my mom as she's walking in. She's like, what? And I was like, it's because you got here earlier. I was like, you got here like two hours ago. And my grandmother was asleep throughout this whole time. And the next day, the next morning, when we woke up, I was asking my grandma. My grandma was like, no, your mom only got here once. And I was like, what? 
And she was like, yeah, your mom just got here once. Like, you know, she got here around four in the morning. That's when I heard you guys. Shut and up. I was I like, no, you. but she got here earlier. And she told me this, this, and this, and this. And, and my grandma was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, I don't know what. and so my mom admits to me in the morning, she's like, well, and mind you, I, I should have prefaced it with this, but mind you, I don't remember how old I was at this point, but my father passed away when I was one. Like, he uh-huh. passed away in Dallas, and then, uh, or we were in Dallas and everything when he passed away, and then we moved down to Westerville, which is where I grew up, which is where we were living at the time and everything. But my father passed away when I was one. I've never met him. I've only seen pictures, things of that nature. But my mom says uh, to me with a straight face and everything, she's like, oh, she's like, uh, I have to say, she's like, I have to admit it to you. She's like, uh, when we were at the hospital, she's like, your dad came by, and I told him to come by and check on you and let you know that everything was okay. So... Um, I don't know, maybe he felt like you've never seen him, so he felt weird talking to you, and maybe he took on my body, but uh, I only came home one last, once last night, and before that I had sent your dad, and I'm like, what? Bro. And I was like, what? And I mean, she had never done this, she had never told me anything about this, I had never said, oh, I talked to my dad, nothing like that. Before this, I had never heard anything like that, and so I was just like, what? You know, I, I was laughing because I just couldn't believe it. And then I was telling my sister about it when my sister got to the house and I was like, hey, you know, like mom got here earlier and told me this. And then like two hours later, she came back again. And she's like, no, mom didn't leave till like almost three in the morning. And I was like, what the heck? So it was crazy, man. Dude. It was a crazy. What the heck? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. My hair stood up on my arms <laughs> multiple times as you were. Mm-hmm. As you were going through that story, and the freaking lightning and thunder, don't know if you can hear it, but it's going off right now. Well, right now, it, so it the... cut in and out on my feed, on the feed. <sighs> here. I don't know if we can hear that on the episode. It cut <sighs> in and out, and it'd be kind of trippy, too. Yeah, that's fucking scary, man. I'm telling you, I'm sitting over here, there's thunder and lightning going on. You're telling the story, and my arm, the hair on my arm is standing up, yeah, me and too. I'm freaking out. Me too, man. And, uh, I wish I could no take... way, man. That's so unbelievable. Yeah, I got like, goosebumps I... right now, man. I don't know if I can capture this on my... on my. I totally... I mean, I absolutely believe you. I think that could happen, but oh my gosh, dude. Like, yeah, that's exactly... How do you explain that? You don't... That's just... I can't. That's so trippy, dude. I can't. And That's every, so trippy. Everybody always tells me, like, oh, it's an out-of-body experience and whatnot. I was like, out-of-body? But I stayed in Bro. Right. And, so, like, you saw it. Like, literally, your mom came to the house, I got in the bed. The you saw her. I you smelled. smelled the smoke. Fuck, dude. I'm getting freaking goosebumps again, man. Yeah, I'm getting dude, goosebumps. I, I, I don't, I'll like, never be able to explain that one. Anytime anybody ever asks me, like, do you believe in ghosts? I always share that story because that's my easiest example of yeah, not being able to explain something. And, right. And being completely, I mean, I wasn't under the influence of anything. I didn't even right. drink or anything back then. I was super young. But, you know, and I had never met my dad or anything like that. Anything, right? and so it was just like, what? What? And that's nuts yeah, and I mean, you're I, right you're right could have taken the the image of your mom who and knows, just man. just so i can't that's so nuts dude and it like funny. it was like no funny in a weird awkward crazy way not funny right and i'm i'm kind of thankful um because i'm not one of those people that sees a lot of things and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very thankful for that because that, that's, <laughs> that's scary shit like but tiffany dude tiffany she has a, she sees things all the time gotcha um Dude, see, yeah, she sees shit, and uh, there's, uh, if, if we ever bring her on the podcast, she could tell you some stories, but I'll kind of give you some examples of some of hers. Um, so, 
in the house that her uh, mom lives in in Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it used to be owned by this old lady okay. before. And I believe, of course, you know, died in the house, mm-hmm. right? And of course, key to the story. She died in the house and um, Tiffany um, has a mom and her stepdad, right? And the stepdad likes to sleep on the couch and the mom likes to um, sleep in... Uh, obviously the master bedroom and then tiffany has her room right and tiffany has a brother but i don't think he was living i think he was living with her Um, he's about five years older than her but anyways um there's one night when tiffy was sleeping i forget how old she is i think she's probably between the ages of eight or twelve right Mm -hmm. and she's sleeping in her bed and all of a sudden she wakes up and she sees an old lady staring right at her literally in her room staring at her Uh uh-huh and so, again, kind of that natural reaction, you throw your covers over your head, and you you do the, oh, go away, go away, go away. Yeah. And, you know, you peek out to see where, if that lady's still there. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, when she went to check and peek, the lady was leaving her room. Oh. Okay? And so, when the lady was leaving her room, legit Tiff got out of her bed, because her door was open, right? Mm-hmm. And she went to the doorway and peeked her head out in the hallway and when she saw, um, when she looked out in the in the hallway, she saw the lady walking towards the kitchen. And um, when you go towards the kitchen, the couch is kind of in, it's like a living room area slash kitchen. Okay. And her stepdad, Sylvester, was sleeping on the couch. And you could see her literally stop, look at him, and then she continues on to the kitchen. <laughs> and then... Um, Tiffany was noticing her opening the cabinets, mm-hmm. like literally physically opening the cabinets and just kind of going through all the different shit in the kitchen. And then the lady finally looked and saw Tiffany looking at her and they made eyes with each other and Tiffany sprinted back to her bed and freaking same thing, man, put the covers over the bed, over the head and just freaking <laughs> just, you know, hope to pray that it doesn't come back type deal. So it's like things like that, like she's legitimately seen things mm-hmm. um you know there's been times she'll come home and the the cupboards have been open and you know you can tell things are messed with and her um her stepdad's very um he's not religious but he's spiritual no fair. so um he's actually super interesting because he will talk about talking to like his dead mom or mm-hmm. um different family members who have died and or spirits will come and talk to him Wow. Um, yeah, it's like super weird, and he's um, he's more or less like almost like a, a culinero, mm-hmm. right? Does yeah, that make yeah. sense? Like, um, like yeah, just into that spiritual stuff. Yeah, medicine man. Thank you, thank you. Just kind of into that stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like if you were ever to buy a new home, he wants to come in and, and sage the place and say a few prayers about it, and and nothing too freaky or too scary. And all of his spiritual interactions or with different spirits have been positive. Mm-hmm. So it's super interesting hearing the stories that he has about his experiences because he's he's got a lot where he'll say literally, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, he'd probably say, like, Tony, like, I saw your dad. He came and visited me last night. Yeah. He, told me, he told me that you're doing okay and, you know, to keep an eye out on you. And it's, like, stuff like that, man, like, where he's got almost that – not third eye, but just that ability to see 
yeah, almost like a medium. And, yeah, and just like, kind of can communicate to that realm. Yeah. So it's super interesting that that Tiffy's seen things uh, growing up, like legit with her eyes, and um, you know she's told me numerous stories. Um, I feel like it's typically old women that she sees, but um, it, it's nuts, man. And so that's for me. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm thankful that I don't see those things at all because I'd lose my shit. I'd freak out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I can't time. handle that. Yeah. I can't. There's times that it does get... I mean, that time I was super at ease. I really thought it was my mom. And so I freaked out more that I saw my mom again the second time. Yeah. And then I looked over and she wasn't in her bed. And I'm like, then who the hell was I talking to? Right. Now. So it's, it was kind of trippy in that regard. But, I mean, yeah, I've got, I mean, several occasions like that where I see something like that or I, you know, interact with somebody and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's... I mean, we'll, we'll save them and we'll disclose us throughout the course of the of, of our series and anything of the podcast but yeah there's there's some trippy ones that's why i really wanted to share that one because that's one that's like super personal to me and like i always remind my mom about that too and i'm like oh and whatever you do usually like whenever i visit my mom i think i'll remind her i'm like and whatever you do don't send dad that's weird you know she just like laughs like ah oh, you know like, and so I was like, you know, I was like, or Tom to just appear as himself. Like, you know, it'll freak me out if you show up or something. Because, I mean, my mom's getting older now and stuff like that. So I tell her, you know, right. like, don't, don't bother yourself with, like, appearing in some way, shape, or form like that. You know, just tell him to come. <laughs> and right. I think I'm strong enough now mentally and, like, spiritually that I could, that I could take it type of deal. And right. Stuff like, that. like, I used to wear graveyard uh, throughout college and stuff like that integrate. Right? and uh, when I was uh, younger and my mom we have really good uh, close time from much like uh, Sylvester and right that was very much like a medium stuff like that right? and every time you'd go visit her she'd be like oh look at my eyes and it was because she was looking it almost felt so like at peace and everything right like she was looking deep within me and mm. there was this one time and I think that she told me she's like oh she's like you have a spirit that's watching over you uh, basically what I what I got from it was that he was Native American. She's like, you know, you have a spirit that's watching over you. His name is Pluma Blanca, which translates to white feather. And she's like, you know, he, he looks after you. He dresses all in white. So if you ever see somebody dressed all in white, kind of like older style clothing, all in white, always in white pants, always in a white long sleeve shirt, he watches over you. And so if you ever need anything, just call to him and he'll come and he'll he'll watch over you. And you'll feel a sudden, sudden sense of peace and you'll know mm-hmm. that he's there. And so there was a few times that I would be working graveyard, and I mean, I almost, I got beer runs done on me, stuff like that. Thankfully, I never had a gun pulled on me. Thankfully, I never had anything. I always had a machete underneath my register. So every time Jeez. that the drawer would actually pop open, so would the machete. The machete would just drag out, because I would have the butt of the machete right underneath the, the till, or the actual box, if you will, yeah. of the register. And so as the register would open, so would the machete. So if I needed it, I could always just grab that machete real quick. And I was always trying to think one step ahead. I would use the the windows in the store and everything to kind of be able to gauge everything around the store. I was always mapping who was around. I'd judge people super quick. Like, it sounds bad, but I would analyze people super quick to figure out, like, okay, right. who might be a threat, who might not be. So with that, and there was a few times that I really did feel like I needed some more support, and so I would pray and use his name and things like that, and, it, and I would feel a sudden sense of peace. And there was one time that I was falling asleep hardcore, and I had been drinking Dr. Pepper and Coke and coffee, all these things to try to stay awake. And apparently I almost fell asleep because you, you can see it on the camera that I almost fell asleep. And I felt like this huge wave of just like cool air come over me and it woke mm-hmm. me up. And I woke up and there was a guy that was about to do a beer run on me, but I woke up just in time. And you see it on the camera how there's like papers on the counter that just kind of like fly off. 
And mm-hmm. I wake up and I grab the machete real quick and the guy's just like, oh, never mind. He drops the beer and takes off, walking out the store. And everybody's just like, how'd you know to wake up at that moment? I was like, I didn't. Something told me to wake up. Like, I felt the sudden wind. And then when Jeez. they look at the camera footage, and you see papers flying off the counter and then they're like, that AC never does that. Like, how did this wind come in and do that? I'm like, I have no idea. Whoa. So, like, little stuff like that, man, that I'm just like, you can't deny that. And, right. you know, there's obviously something out there, and there's somebody of a higher power that's taking care of me. So all I can say is thanks, if you're listening <laughs> to my, <laughs> you know, little uh, podcast here, anything that you and I started, you know, like, thank you. Or if you can hear me or anything out loud, like, thanks for always looking out for me and looking out for my family because, I mean, I appreciate it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, but I mean, I think with uh, with that, man, we'll close. I know you're getting some bad weather over there. Uh, want to make sure you get your family taken care of and stuff like that, and everything, too. But this has been episode four, and I think we got a little bit deeper here, man. I'm I'm uh, recording over here in a dark room, and I'm getting freaked out over here. (laughs) (laughs) Turn on some lights, man. Yeah, I'm getting a little uneasy over here. I mean, there's still like some light cascading in from outside, but it's for the most part, it's dark. It's just the light from my laptop and this little uh makeshift studio that i got going on over here or anything so yeah it's it's definitely an intense episode so hopefully if you're listening and you you got to hear all these stories you you can relate to some of them feel free to drop us a line and, and uh, talk to us and anything about whatever your your encounters have been and stuff like that we want to hear about them too uh, we definitely want to relate to you guys as well too so appreciate y'all for hanging with us and, and rocking with us um take it over to josh to uh to close us out for today yeah, I'm very satisfied with that podcast. We definitely hit on some good points and, and had a lot of fun doing so and talked about some crazy stuff. So hopefully everyone enjoyed that. Um, and again, thank you all for coming on this adventure with us for episode four. We are Beards, Bros, and Brews. We have a Twitter account. Follow us at Beards, Bros. Um, tweet at us. Comment at us. Say hello. Um, we'll love to retweet you, and then we'll name drop you on our next episode, episode five. So thank you all again for tuning in. We appreciate you all. Love you all. Be kind to one another. Bye, everybody. Bye, people.